guys welcome to another episode of metal mastermind your host jason stallworth and host and co-founder of metal mastermind ken cadellis here we go another one in the can another <laughs> one dude and uh ken today we're talking about achieving growth as a metal musician uh and really the tips or the things that we're going to cover today just some things you and i have learned and have learned from others in, in, that are higher than us uh these really apply to life as well and, and we're going to talk about doing the hard stuff first and no we don't mean doing hard liquor first right <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't start there first <laughs> Actually, I think it's a good idea to start there. Like, if you're gonna, I always heard it. I don't really drink liquor that often these days. But if you're if you're gonna drink uh, liquor, then do that first, right? Then then do the beer. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a craft beer guy these days. So same here. I love craft beer. I love IPAs, all that good stuff. I mean, metal and beer, they just work really well together. They right? work. And, and you and I had some good craft beers when you were when you were down in Tampa. Uh, oh yes. Beer? a couple years ago now so we've got to make that happen again soon anyway guys <laughs> that's not how we intended to start the podcast <laughs> but you know what we got our mugs right over here so cheers huh? yeah cheers dude cheers and these are these are coffee mugs by the way nothing special just some uh i've got some cafe bustello in mind what do you have ken uh i've got starbucks pumpkin <laughs> oh oh dude nice yeah. halloween time yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's always Halloween in, in my house. So I live in a yeah. very gothic styled home. You do. And it looks cool, man. It looks, I love the decor and the lighting and all that stuff you've got back there. Thank you, brother. Uh, so, yeah, now we're going to talk about achieving growth. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, this is uh, this can get very, very serious, very quick. But, um, you know, we're when, when you're growing, I mean, I think chances are you're not ready for it at the moment <laughs> because i think uh growth what it requires is to break down what's comfortable and then to explore what's uncomfortable and what's new so when you're uh, in a situation where you're challenged to grow uh from where you were to do something newer better and you don't know what it's going to look like i mean it could be a very scary moment i mean it certainly uh has been something that's happened in my life um i know it's happened in your life too sir but you know we have moments and milestones i would say in our life that do these sorts of challenges and uh it i guess in one of these instances whenever you have them Actually, last night I, I had a conversation with a student uh, who had some concerns and he asked me uh, something along the lines of, if you're in a situation and you know that what you want is being sort of prevented, but by something that is what you don't necessarily consider a bad thing, but it's not also in line with what you want either. He asked me, what do you do about that? And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, it sounds like you're in a, <laughs> a little bit of a conundrum where you're kind of, you're kind of choosing something in between in the middle of the roads. Yeah. Right. And uh, I just remember when I, when I was talking to him, I, I, I remember this feeling I had when I was with my own band 
back when we were together before, you know, Homeric became kind of like a solo one man project. Uh, when I was with my my band members, I remember how my feeling was, okay, this can go in two directions, right? If on the extremes, right? I could like fire everybody and, or, you know, everybody could get along. But I tried to make everybody get along, but it was, it wasn't apparent to me then, but when everything ended, it was very apparent to me that it was an impossible goal. Because the people that I was trying to get along with, um, which, you know, it just, they, they weren't on the same path. And you have to recognize uh, where you are. And I told my student too this, I said, you have to also differentiate what it is that you perceive to be the case and what actually is. So that's another thing too. And there's a lot of growth that can happen with that because in my case, I, I actually did fire everybody in my band and I was living with them. So I had to move out. You had to move, dude. Yeah. I had, I had you to guys, move, but I had to move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was my apartment that I was in there too. Right. Oh, so it was dude. like, yeah. I was, I was really, you know, so I, I actually had to move everything. And I, I went through a lot of heart heartache on that. Um, but it was, it was actually really, really important for me to do that. It taught me a lot about who in my inner circle was actually in line with my goals. And, uh, I realized very quickly, not everybody can go where you want to go. So sometimes you do have to do the hard thing. And I'm glad that, uh, it happened before, any huge sort of notoriety came from my own project and my efforts. Ooh. So yeah, that would have been a, a lot messier if I had still stuck around with them. Um, so, you know, it was a blessing in disguise and sometimes that's just how it is. Right. <laughs> that's a great album, by the way, blessing in disguise by metal church. Oh yeah. <laughs> really cool album, dude. Badlands. I love that song. Um, no, but you know, you, you were, that was an uncomfortable situation because you had something going and comfort, all comfort is, is, is just a life, a lifestyle that we're familiar with, right? And sometimes some of that's good. There are certain things you might do on a daily basis. You might go to the gym on a daily basis, right? There's, there's a comfort in knowing you're going to wake up and go train every morning. I, I have that. So that's a good thing. That's something you want to keep. But a lot of times, though, to really grow and challenge yourself, those are going to be uncomfortable situations. Even going to the gym every day, there's a comfort. Okay, I know I'm going here. This is part of my schedule. Is is something healthy for me? But you're still going to challenge yourself, right? It, working out, even though you may love it, there are some moments that won't be uh, comfortable, and those are the moments that you can grow from. So, Ken, when you left this situation, uh, it's probably very uncomfortable because, like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, uh, you don't have this anymore. You just you just cut everything off, and uh, rightfully so. But through that moment of uncomfort, un uncomfort, you really started to to grow and probably found yourself a lot more as a musician and as a person as well. I would imagine. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of ties a little bit back to the last podcast we did, which was about criticism. And, right. um, you know, I certainly had a lot of critique to tell my bandmates about my 
my my project. And uh, it was, you know, information that they weren't necessarily open to hearing or taking action on at least. Right. Um, and that was important because I remember when I uh, asked them, I said, what is Homeric to you? And the first thing that came out of their mouths was a brotherhood. And I said to, my, to myself, I said, okay, the, the, I, I, I understand <laughs> sure, that, sure. that the brotherhood feeling of being in a band and the camaraderie behind it was, uh, was very important to the nurturing of, you know, being in this project, but it wasn't what this project was about. You know, it wasn't really about that. The project was about building this story, this world that I'm, that I'm trying to write. Um, and it's trying to set sort of a spiritual morality, um, in, in a very philosophical way uh, in the grand scheme of things. Right. So brotherhood, that's kind of like one element <laughs> sure, sure. out of There's the entire, water. out of the entire whole. Right. So I knew right there and then it was just like, okay, yeah. Cause that's not what Homeric is. This is not how I envisioned this project moving forward. And, um, and then I remember um, being given an ultimatum basically at the end of all of that, where I chose uh, to go the route that eliminated them. And it made all the sense in the world several months down the line. But in that moment, I just remember feeling this instinctual gut that was like, I'm not as afraid to lose them, you know, and that was what did it. And I said, okay, I'm just going to follow this feeling because sometimes, you know what? You don't know. You just don't. Hey, I had to move out. <laughs> so what was I going to do? Right. I had to move out and find a way, but I still felt, I was like, I'm not as scared to lose them as what would have been the other option. And I am really grateful for that experience because it taught me a lot about the people that are closest to me. And it challenged me. It challenged me to make the decision that was right for me. Right. So that 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 says a lot about the the person you are, uh, what your values are, right? Like, are you just going to sit by, you know, sit by and just, you know, take it and not do anything about it? Or are you gonna grab it by the reins and say, okay, something's gotta change? And up to that point, I remember going on, I used to be a, a monitor engineer for a band called The Cringe. It was like an alternative rock band. And it was actually Rachel Ray, uh, the cook, her husband's band. Okay. So she was, uh, you know, she would sometimes say hello and whatnot. But point being is that I remember um, being on tour and talking to John, who was the band leader. Um, and I said, you know, I'm in this predicament. And I can't figure out what to do because on one hand, uh, I encouraged democracy within the band, yeah. even though I knew that my efforts far outweighed everybody else in the band. I very much brought most of the, most of the material, right? I was, I was, I was the composer. So I remember asking him and saying, okay, um, I don't necessarily want to lose them, 
because I think I value their relationships, but they also seem to not respect what I'm trying to do here. And he was just like, he said, does this project matter to you? And I said, yeah. And he says, if they're not on board with what you're trying to do, you got to fire them. He said it very much like that. It's like, if they're not here to do what you're trying to do, you got to fire them. I was like, okay. Well, there's a powerful, powerful lesson to, you know, in going through what you went through. A lot of people will stay in the situation because it's comfortable. It's their norm, right? Even though they know they, they shouldn't stay in that situation. This can be anything from like oh, a, yeah. a bad friendship, bad relationship, toxic relationship, whatever the case is, could even be with a job. Maybe the job you're working right now, it's just, it's creating toxic, you know, a toxic environment uh, and you're taking that home with you. And you didn't let the circumstances that was that were surrounding you at that time stop you from making the move that you knew you needed to make. That big circumstance was okay. They're your friends, but even even greater than that, I think, was like this is where you live, man. So you got to move out. A lot of yeah. people's like, well, I'm gonna wait until I save up enough money to move out and and do this. And I'm not saying saying that you should always make a rash decision uh, when it's not feasible, but sometimes. Sometimes you do though, right? If if it's yeah, that. sometimes things happen happen really quickly. Yeah, and I believe and, that uh, you put your back against the wall sometimes and challenge yourself because that's what we're talking about, guys. Uh, you will force yourself into like hyper growth, right? You had yeah. to move out, Ken, so you grew just in that one incident alone, right? Um, you you lost ties with some people that were really important to you at one time, so your growth like started happening immediately. You probably didn't even realize it, but you can probably look back. It's like, okay, yeah, I had to change very, very quickly uh, during that uncomfortable time and really get into this mode of hyper growth so that I can move on. And of course, right. continue with the project. You know, Homeric too, I, I think of that specific project sort of like Megadeth, you know, Megadeth is, is owned by Dave Mustaine, even though it's a band, it's really not a band. It's Dave's company, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it is, it's Dave's vision. Well, maybe, maybe that's why I associate a lot to Dave Mustaine. <laughs> I think so. I think, and you know, but like Ken, some projects call for that though. Not everything calls for that. Look, there are plenty of bands out there where there's that brotherhood. Hey, we're in a band. This is who we are. But Homeric, uh, this is a different vision. This is a different uh, different entity, you know. Uh, and Megadeth, who knows? Maybe they started as a band, but you know, Mustaine established that as his thing, you know, right. from the beginning. So I think you have to assess that in your life. What you're doing is this a collaborative effort from a musical standpoint? We're working on something. Is this what I want it to be, or do I have this thing that I want it to be greater? And it's just, it's a different, it's a different type of entity, you know, is this like my company, my business? I know sometimes we don't like to associate businessy words with music because it takes away from the art, right? But uh, you have to look at it that way sometimes, I believe, you know, and uh, it's good that you, it's good that you put yourself in a very uncomfortable situation to do what you knew was right for you and for the project as well. Yeah. And, you know, the repercussions of doing uh, a big, you know, rash move like that um, had a bit of 
I would just say like an emotional burden on me for, for a couple months. You know, I had to uh, kind of take a break from working on the music in order to reassess and get myself and pull myself back together, you know, uh, assemble the broken pieces, so to speak. And that um, actually was one of the things that once I started working back on Homeric again, uh, again, like what we talked about in the last podcast, I mentioned uh, approaching Michael Romeo. And uh, while I was with my band, I actually had my first meeting with Michael Romeo. But ever since then, I, I had conversations over the phone with him. And, you know, when that all went down, uh, he actually knew a bit about that. Oh, <laughs> and man. he, he you know, he, you know, he, he consoled me a, a little bit, but he also just, he said, you know, you know, sometimes that's just what you got to do. Um, what in whatever it is that you're trying to make out in life. And he had also been that one voice that I was listening to musically, uh, in order to sort of progress my, my project forward. So while I was, you know, reorchestrating everything and I'm telling him that, like, you know, I'm, I told him, I said, I'm really grateful that I met you, that you told me about what I needed to do in order to really get this to the next level. And I'm taking action on that now. And we would just, you know, shoot the shit, just talk about, you know, orchestral samples or how to approach music production. And, you know, it was a way for me to get back on the horse. And so uh, Mike, Mike played a role in that a bit. And of course, uh, Elizabeth, who's my fiance, she's played a huge role in all of this as well as my backbone. And it yeah. really rem reminded me of the people that are important in life. And of course, you were a part of all of this, uh, where you, you stepped in and you actually said, you know, Ken, you just lost your bandmates. I'm going to play guitars for you. <laughs> yeah, was that like, was cool. Hey, and I, I, I was I, like, I, holy I, crap. <laughs> and I remember getting all those files from you. And I was like, dude, this just, it, it, put, a, it put a fire under me, man, to, to continue writing because you elevated the music far more than what I had with my previous bandmates. So it, I personally have to thank you for that. Hey, it was um, an honor to be on that, man. And you know, you and I were talking earlier before we started shooting the podcast here about how things in both of our lives and in metal mastermind have just really been falling into place, really been working out. Um, and I have a belief that a lot of that is because a lot of the uncomfort that we've put ourselves through to build metal mastermind, this wasn't easy guys. I can, Ken and I can both tell you uh, there have been a lot of challenges with building uh, a business, a platform like metal mastermind you know we're not just most of you know this but if you if you just happen to be catching this and you don't know who we are uh metal mastermind is not just a podcast we're we're a full-blown educational platform for rock and metal musicians you can head over to metalmastermind.com and learn more about us but you know it, it takes time uh, a lot of learning experiences a lot of putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations a lot of uncertainties and i think that's another thing with the uncomfort comes the uncertainty of taking that step out you know taking that step out not knowing what's going to happen next but just having having the confidence uh based on your experience and then having the faith in yourself as well that you know what i'm going to take a step forward and i'm going to do the best i can and i'm going to take another step forward after that and just take that day by day step by step and just push yourself yeah 
you know what? <laughs> Be religious to what is sacred to you, man. We talked it's, about that. Yeah. Yeah. What What is sacred? And, you know, when I like I never pictured myself quitting America. Never, ever. And m- there were many times where I've, I've said about Homeric that I, I, I expressed how I never felt like it was necessarily mine. I just felt like I was uh, a conduit that yeah. kind of brought it to life in a way. I was like, but I always felt like it was always bigger than I was. So my association with my ego to Homeric is, is very, very odd in that sense. And that's probably one of the reasons why I gave my ex-bandmates so much clout <laughs> in the project because I just I wanted it to be bigger than just me. So that was uh that was an opportunity that they seized in order to try and control um what I was trying to do and they had a different vision for it clearly. Uh but you know what what I learned all of that from was it no it, it is it is my project absolutely. Yeah. And I had taken responsibility for it, uh, taken rightful ownership of it too. And now I see exactly where this is headed. I have so much more of a clear path in front of me than I ever did before. And there's just less resistance. And, and this is coming back to the whole point of this podcast, which is doing the hard stuff first, yeah. right? Yeah. Clearing the debris, right? You know, it's kind of like a, a, a sculptor you know they 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 don't they they when they first work on a, on a on a marble statue it's just a bunch of rock but they see what they're trying to get but it becomes more clear as they chisel away and they clean the dust that they're chiseling away too even andrew carnegie's quote about looking for gold and dirt right yeah you, that's a good you one. dig you dig tons of dirt but you're not there looking for dirt. You're there looking for gold. All of these kinds of analogies, they they are all here just to say that it's hard to get what you want in life. We live in a very unfair world. So getting the things that you aspire, that you dream of, they're not just going to come to you. You got to work at it. You got to really pick at it. And it's going to take time. It's going to take heartache. But if it's that sacred to you, because you can't think of doing anything else in your life, like I can't, I can't think of quitting Homeric. Homeric is something that I have to get out there. So I don't care if I've been working on it for eight years. It's okay, because at least I'm still working on it. And that's really important to understand that what you dream of as your magnum opus your greatest work that's going to come with time and just devilish persistence. <laughs> devilish persistence. I like that a lot, you know, and, and even it comes even with the smaller things uh, in life, you know, Ken, you and I, I know we're several weeks beyond this now, but you know, we, we had to do our taxes for metal mastermind, which when, oh, yeah. you, when you do taxes for a company, we're an LLC. And uh, when you do taxes for a company that's that's co-owned, you've got more than one owner. There's a lot more stuff and it's painstaking. And it's like, okay, we had planned on like, let's, let's do a podcast. Let's film a podcast and then do taxes. And we thought about it. It's like, no, 
let's do the hard thing first. Okay, let's get that out of the way, which was the taxes for that day. Uh, and we did. We knocked it out. Uh, took a little longer than expected, so we didn't get a chance to film the podcast that day. So we we caught up on that later. Uh, but had had we not done that, well, we would have put ourselves in not so great of a position there, right? Um, so even the simple stuff like that, you know, you get the hard stuff out of the way, even though you don't want to do it, you just do it anyway, right? And then you can move forward with everything else. And this, again, that's there's some discomfort with that, but you do that hard thing, you grow from it and, and move forward. So I've always been a firm believer and uh, and your daily task that you're doing, whether it's for your business, whatever it may be, do the hardest thing first. That's why I train early mornings. You know, that's why I like to go to the gym early mornings. For one, it, it you know, I know the rest of the day is free and I'm not going to miss it. But that's probably the most physical thing that I'll do that day, obviously. Right. So I do that first and that sets the tone for the rest of the day. You and I, we did our taxes first that day. Right. So. The rest of the day, we just had this relief. Oh, my God, that is done. We don't have to worry about it now, right? And I think it's that that mentality, I believe, helps you grow and helps you push forward. You become disciplined, right? You become just rock solid. You always do the hard thing first. You're not afraid to do it. And you, just, you knock it out. And then you can move on you know, with your mind at ease throughout the rest of the day and, and focus on the other things. Yeah. And I'll even attest to something, some of the stuff that you do for your own music too. I know you are not unafraid to play something over again, even if it's already been committed to an idea. And you have done this time and time again, where you've played guitars and then, you know, you get the drum tracks, the real drum tracks from, you know, your, 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 your guy. And then you're like, okay, well now I want to play to those drums. So I'm just going to re-record all my stuff because it's going to have a different feel now because I'm playing to the real thing. And it's like, it's very easy for someone to just say, I mean, I guess the guitars, they sound fine, you know, (laughs) but you know, you committed to, to doing something that was a little bit harder and it wasn't necessary in the grand, like scope of the whole project, but you knew that by doing that, it was going to elevate it in a different way that, could have spurred something new later on in this project. So it was an important step. And again, it's not the easiest thing to do, right? You may have not even played those songs in a long time, you know, by the time you got those drum tracks back and you still can go ahead and do that. So it says something about somebody who decides to take action on the hard things first. And, you know, if you're talking about metal mastermind and building a business, like what we're doing, well, we first started off, making YouTube videos. And then when we realized this was something that could be a platform and a service for others in the world who love metal and want to do more in the metal community, we said, all right, well, what do we need to do? Well, we need to build a website. We need to build a payment system. We need to build a course platform. We need to build a community and drive people to actually visit. We need a market. We need to advertise. We need to do all this stuff. And now we do podcasts. So we we do a lot. And amongst amongst doing Metal Mastermind, you know, we do everything else in life as well. <laughs> so uh yeah, doing the hard stuff is, you know, yeah, it's hard, but it's also very rewarding and uh plays off in the long run. I certainly feel a lot of gratitude for that too. 
Me as well, man. And, and had we not taken all those steps, had we got to the point where like, oh, we got to create a website, which websites are, are pretty simple, but it still takes effort, guys. You still have to put the time in. You know, if you're one of those sitting back saying, well, it's easy to create a website. Well, hey, show me your successful website, right? Uh, but then you might get to the point, well, now we need a course platform. Now we need a payment processor. Now we have to implement a way to pay course creators and the metal mastermind percentage. So there's all these little nuances in the way we have our particular business structured, which is based on our vision. And we haven't strayed from that. So, uh, and we're not, we're not tooting our horns here on that, but just giving you an example of you just press through those times. You just make a decision. It's like, okay, this is what I need to do. Maybe I don't know how to do it, but guess what? I'll figure it out. I, I love yeah. when Leah used to say that Leah McHenry, which is where Ken and I met through the through the Elite Savvy Musician Academy. I, you know, I think we owe her a lot, uh, our success, a lot of our success to Leah McHenry's course and uh, CJ, the Metal Motivator. Um, we learned so much from them, but Leah would always say that you'll just figure it out. I'll figure it out. You know, and, and my wife and I, we say this all the time. It's like as entrepreneurs. There's and you and I as entrepreneurs, there is no such thing as I don't know. That does not exist. There is only I will figure it out. And I want you guys to remember that in every aspect of life. That's how you grow. You might not know the answer, but you know what? You won't stop. You'll figure it out and you'll grow to that next level. If you stop there, then you stop your growth. I love that. I love that. And yeah, man, there's there's a lot of takeaway from that statement alone. Just being or shifting your response to obstacles in life and challenges in life. It, it's really what it comes down to, right? It's, it's a, it's a shift in how do you respond? Um, and I, I can't tell you how powerful it is to be able to approach a situation with a, how to fix it and be more of a solutions based person than being victimized by what the situation has brought upon, right? Rather than just be like, oh, now this is, you know, what it is and I can't do anything about it. Well, it's like, well, that's not true. You can, you can first off change the way you think about this situation. And then two, you can begin to take action on how you can start to change that. Um, because, hey, if... <laughs> I, I could guarantee you the situation that I talked about earlier with Homeric would have broken a lot of people. It would have, oh, uh, and they would have, they would have stopped making music. Um, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if some of the guys that I broke off with stopped making music in all in general, <laughs> because it was very, very hard, but it comes down to the, the person that you are at the very core, right? I'm an artist. I, I'm going to give up on art. Like no. I'm an artist. This is who I am. Yes. I have heartbreak, but I write about it. Right. I put that energy into my music. And when I redid the lyrics for the Inferno, I talked about, it, okay. Oh, Metaphorically, but I talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you use that energy. It's like, you know, you ever hear the saying of, I take my haters and I use that as fuel. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta just twist it in a way that nurtures this uh, sort of fostering to make things right and better in your life. That's the only way you you'll ever make it. 
to be honest. It's all a mind game. And I think, too, you have to have a strong desire for this thing that you want, for this life that you you truly want, right? And what I mean by that is a lot of people will look at someone doing something great with their life, and they'll say, I want that. I want that job. I want that house. I want that lifestyle. I want that, you know, that fame or whatever. But they don't really love the process of getting to that level. So you really have to enjoy the process. Like you and I can, we built Metal Mastermind really from nothing, from the ground up, just from sure, you know, desire. And we really didn't know what it was going to be when we started the YouTube channel. We're just going live. It's like, hey, we want to do something. And then as we begin to put our heads together, it just grew into what it is now. But I can honestly say, Ken, that even through the tough of, toughest of times and the, the challenges, and they weren't really tough times, just challenges, just things we didn't know. But what did we do? We figured it out, right? But I've enjoyed every moment of the process, you know, even the challenges. It's been fun. Uh, it's still fun. I enjoy doing what we're doing right now. You know, we're yeah. chatting, having coffee, uh, hopefully giving our listeners some some value and some good stuff here because that's what we're all about. So you have to love not only what the goal is, right, what you want to achieve, but you have to enjoy the process of getting there. If you don't enjoy that process, I, I can almost guarantee you won't get there. And you really have to reassess, is that really what I want? And I've given this example before. I love craft beer. We talked about this, right? Uh, so I thought, well, maybe I'll brew my own beer. I'll get a home brewing kick. So I got a book, you know, and on how to brew beer at home and all that good stuff. As I started going through the process, I started, you know, like, okay, maybe I don't want to brew my own beer. As much as I, I wanted to be there, hey, own my own brewery, have this thing, you know. I'm not really interested in brewing beer after reading about the process. This is not something that I really want to get into. I don't think that I'll enjoy it, you know. So I decided to not entertain that idea anymore, right? So I think you have to ask yourself that, you know, when you when you have a vision of what you want, do you love the steps that's going to get you there, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we speak to uh, an audience of quite a bit of musicians. So when we decide that music is what we want to do in life yeah um i think you know it's romanticized quite a bit and being a musician i mean we're told the stories of you know you're broke for forever <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. you know and oh you know you're told by your parents oh that's not a viable lifestyle or you know oh it's got you're going to be surrounded by people who are no good because they're into sex, drug and rock and roll or whatever. Get you know? a real job. <laughs> yeah. Get a real job. And, um, you know, we have to understand that being a musician is just a very hard lifestyle in general. And it's also probably one of the more expensive freaking paths you could take. You know how much money you need to invest in your own equipment to make oh, yeah. a really high quality production? I mean, to be honest, like this entire studio is probably upwards of like 60 grand. You know, it's not it's not cheap to do this kind of stuff. You've got a real studio there, too. Yeah. I mean, my, my home studio is nothing compared to what you've got in there. Uh, but, you know, it, it, even what I have in here, it still costs money to do that. You know, it does. And and it, it costs a lot of time 
you know, it's not like, it's not like I just picked this up today. (laughs) It's like, I've been working at this for like more than a decade, at least, you know? So it's going to be having your passion, right? Because we're all passionate as musicians. And once a musician, always a musician. But there's a difference between just being passionate about something and then also taking action on that passion for the long haul and like really committing to it as something that you're going to do for the rest of your life, no matter what. So it requires that dedication and that upfront work of being a musician requires you to one, know your instrument, like really know it and get really good at it. Right. That's a, that's already a lot of time not to underestimate the fact that you have to invest in that equipment. You have to also find people to play with and you have to work with others that you may not necessarily like sometimes, right? You're going to, you're going to figure out relationships. You're going to be in many different bands. You're going to say, okay, I like this about a band, but I don't like this about a band. And then you're going to find out, you know, okay, maybe it's this style of metal that I play. And then you're, you're trying that out and you're like, yeah, I really don't like that style. And I'm going to go this way. And you, you do all these things, right? And it's like all of this upfront work of figuring out who it is you are as a, as a musician, first of all, because it all plays into what it is that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Because over time, you learn more about yourself, you become wiser, you become more experienced, and that experience catapults whatever you've learned in the beginning. Now it's it's kind of all become meshed as this one entity. And this is the person, this is the persona that you have now formulated over time. And what does that look like? And if you are just starting out right now, it's okay not to know, but you have to put in the work and figure it out. And that's a very hard thing. A lot of musicians go through life, not knowing what kind of genre they even play. They, they say, Oh, I I do this kind of thing. And it's kind of like this. It's kind of like that. But How many of us as musicians actually took the time to really understand what it is that we are and try to put a label to it? Because honestly, it's not easy. I, I, I had no idea that the music I created was called cinematic metal, uh, but I had to go and figure it out. I had to really not just like do the work of making cinematic metal, but I had to also do the work of understanding how is it perceived by the public and trying to go through and create a business around it too. That was all part of it. So you gotta, you gotta understand that what you're choosing as a musician, especially as a metal musician, because that's even more underground than something like pop, you're gonna have a hard time and it's okay because we all have a hard time. But if you really think that this is something that you wanna do, what's stopping you to do it? You just gotta keep doing it. And you got to enjoy that time as well. You know, we're talking about enjoying the process. Yeah. And, and of course, you're not going to like everything there. Like, I really hated doing taxes when we did that because it sucks. But, um, you know, we're going to hire an accountant next year who's. Uh, <laughs> but it's who's, part of the process. And you know what? Process, yeah, we is. had to understand how to do our own accounting before we right. brought in another person because we need to know the insides of our business, too. We do. Yes. So, you know, again, it all comes down to it. It's like it the the. The hardest thing for a rocket is getting off the ground. Right. So you just got to get past that point. Once you get off the ground, it becomes a lot easier. And did you know, here's a funny thing about rockets, right? 
that the size of a rocket, it's so much fuel, right? There's like a giant, giant tank of fuel. But did you know that the amount of propulsion that takes the rocket up and having to keep it going up, they actually have to add fuel to the rocket because the weight of the fuel prevents the rocket from going up. So you're actually adding fuel to get the fuel to go up. That's crazy. Is that, in that, in that amazing? Like that's how much they have to think about setting up a rocket to get it out into orbit. But the less fuel that's in the rocket, the easier it is to propel. Right. So it's going to, once it gets up into the stratosphere, into the mesosphere, to the xenosphere, whatever you call it, right? That all that is becoming a lot easier as it goes further out from the Earth, and there's less, less gravitational pull and all this stuff. So that by the time you get to space, it's almost like smooth gliding. It's navigating at that point, you know, and, and you know to tie this back to your music. You know, once you get that thing off the ground, once you make the serious decision that you know what this is where I'm going and I'm going to do this no matter what. There is no, I don't know how to do this. There is no, I don't know how to produce or how to build a website or blah, blah, blah. You'll either one, you'll figure it out or you'll team up or hire somebody that knows that side of it, that can work towards your vision with you. Right. At the end of the day though, it will be figured out and you will figure it out. You have to have that momentum, right? That extreme momentum, all that fuel in the beginning to launch, to get up there in the air. And then you can start to navigate. Then things start to get a little more fun. And you may spend a lot of time getting off the ground. I mean, I Metal Mastermind, Ken, I feel like, you know, we're, we're still at, I don't want to say a ground level, but we're still launching. We're still getting up into, you know, into that, that initial atmosphere, right? Uh, we're growing and it's, and it's fun to watch and, and we love the process. It's been great. Uh, but you do, you have to be willing to put in the time, have the patience and also be consistent. Those two go hand in hand, consistency and patience. You have to have both of those and you will make it, you will yeah. get off the ground, right? But you have to make that decision that you're going to enjoy the process and this is what you really want. Yeah. And what does it take for a rocket to get off the ground? It needs a base station. Yeah. Right. So you got to build that foundation first. You got to make sure that that station is solid because if it's not, that rocket's going to tip over and it's just going to what fall and explode. So everything that goes into making a rocket can be honestly associated with starting a business it because really yeah. it really, it really is synonymous. And all of this is meant to say that just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth it. It means that not everybody can go. And that's why some people who make it to the top are where they are now, because they did what was uncomfortable and what was hard to do in the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's easy to judge people who have made it after a long period of time and say, oh, you know, but their life is easy now. And it's like, well, yeah, but a lot of those people who made it to the top didn't start off with easy lives. They had no. to they had to make it happen. And yes. Sometimes there's just a little stroke of luck that also is involved with that, because honestly, it's true. You know, you do need a little stroke of luck, but yeah. that's not the only thing. Some people forget that. And it's easy for to forget that. It's easy to judge because you may not be in that situation like they are. But if you were in the beginning with them, maybe it would have been more relatable. 
And the way that they handled the situation to get to where they are now plays a big part in that. So again, it's all about perspective and you have to just, again, enjoy the process. Like you said, Jason, because you're going to be doing this every day for however long this is going to take you and you got to love it. So you better love it. Make sure that it's not something that you don't love because then it's just going to take the fun out of everything. And why would you want to make something successful with something that you don't even really like? So <laughs> let's let's start off with the secret ingredient to success is really loving what you do. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. And then having the persistence to keep doing. Yeah. And doing the hard stuff, you know, we're talking about doing the hard stuff first. I mean, uh, a lot of these things are going to be difficult, but just remember, and we'll we'll reiterate this again, because I believe it's important. There is no such thing as I don't know how. You have to eliminate that concept in your mind. That does not exist for you. You will figure it out. Okay. I want you to say this to yourself. I will figure it out. Say that to yourself 10, 150 times a day, whatever it takes. But you will ultimately figure it out, okay? And you will launch. You'll you'll keep at it. Or you'll have the patience when you need it. But you'll also have the consistency. And that's again, guys. That's how you grow. It's just really a simple formula. And you know, can you? I want to touch on this briefly. You talked about those strokes of luck. Well, you have to set yourself up in a position to receive those quote unquote luck opportunities, okay? Because if you're not in that position. Well, you're going to miss out on that stroke of luck. Yep. Okay. You have to be moving forward. You have to be moving. You have to be making progress. Have, you know, your nose to the grind, man. You have to be moving forward. So, uh, yeah, you, there are times of luck. Um, I love the, uh, <laughs> it was a King Solomon, you know, time and chance, you know, that's applicable to all of us. That happens to all of us. So yeah, there are those strokes of luck, um, a good friend of mine, entrepreneur friend of mine, she did tell me, she's like, you know, uh, there is that magic that will eventually happen in your business, right? But, you know, we talked further about that. But if you don't put yourself into a position to allow that magic to happen, then it will not happen. So don't think that somebody just got lucky. I think all successful people had those moments at some point in time, but it is because they were already doing the work. It's because they're already doing the hard stuff. So they were in a position to receive. If you do not put yourself into a position to receive that, then you simply won't receive it. Right. Nothing in this world is free. Um, and, you know, even through, let's say, a concept of energy, right? Yeah. Energy is transferred. It's never just created. So, and it's never destroyed. It just transfers. So you have to make yourself ready to receive that kind of energy. Um, that is synonymous and it's also in, in tune with what makes your, your, your brand or whatever your business is, that's, what's going to help it take off. Um, it's all about being in that wavelength, that, that idea that you're unwavering with what it is that you're creating. Like I, me and Jason, we believe in the vision of metal mastermind at the core of everything that we do. And so everything that we put into Metal Mastermind is always with that vision in mind. And every time we start talking about Metal Mastermind, we always hype ourselves up because we're just like, we're so excited about it every time. So that kind of energy is what helps fuel the day-to-day, -day, but it also is what's 
in line with our vision, our big vision for the long haul. And so if you can maintain, maintaining that energy of, I truly believe in what I'm doing here, right? Almost religious. It, it makes things a lot easier, uh, actually, if, if you do that. Um, you, you put a lot of faith in yourself, in what you do. And that's all we can do. We, we, nobody has a crystal ball. So you have to kind of, you know, put faith in yourself and not just hope for the best in generally, but I mean, yes, we do hope for the best, of course, but we, we put action behind it too. You put action behind it. Yeah. There is an old scripture that's not to get biblical on you guys, but there's an old scripture that says faith without actions is dead. Yeah. And that holds true. Uh, you have to act. You have to move. Don't expect things to just fall from the sky. Again, put yourself in the position to receive those things when they do fall from the sky. Hey, because they will. They will. Okay. Uh, and that's just kind of the reward of, you know, pushing forward, of being persistent, being consistent, having the patience, right? Having the wisdom to make the the right decisions. Uh, like we talked about in the last podcast, when we we're talking about, you know, cutting ties with certain people and in criticism and all that you know it's, it's all those things combined but at the end of the day you're doing the hard stuff you're doing what it takes you're you're not neglecting the hard stuff and you're just moving forward you're doing what you love you're enjoying the process and hey i want all of you listening to right now to really let this soak in maybe go back and listen to this again and take some notes it doesn't hurt and because you know ken and i even beyond just being musicians Ken and I both have a heart for people, have a heart for everyone listening right now, heart for you, and we want to see you succeed. We want to see you grow, right? We want to see you become a, an amazing musician, a notable musician, if that's your goal. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's just doing something different with your life. You know, We both want to see you succeed, and that's why we're doing this. Yeah, and the only finite thing in life is death. So if you're not dead yet, that means you can still do something about it. You still got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I really hope this chat helps you. I hope you got some value out of it. Ken and I both want to thank you for being a part of Metal Mastermind. Uh, don't forget to head over to our website, metalmastermind.com. We have got courses out there for guitarists, for vocals. We've got uh, metal music theory. We've got our songwriting course that Ken and I put together called Metal Songwriters Forge. So head over to metalmastermind.com, check that out. And guys, as always, create your own sound.